Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired edutainment podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. My people, can you believe it? We reached episode number 10 now. Can you believe it? This is your boy Mario Evan and I am so happy to be here on another Sunday and you're listening to Talk Truth. And... So much to get through. Um, Before we kick off part two of Personal Financial Freedom with Randy T. Rowe, I just want to big up some people for putting in reviews this week. We asked for them and we got them. And we also want to big up The Hub Coworking for partnering with us. The episode would not have been possible without them. We recorded this episode right in The Hub's main conference room. And if you're unfamiliar with The Hub, it's a co-working space. And a co-working space is designed to help you decrease a lot of your office overheads by providing a low-cost, aesthetically pleasing space with many amenities that are traditionally in an office. And don't forget that you get to collaborate because there are a lot of cool people who sit down in the communal space who you can meet and kind of network with. Some of the services include complimentary coffee, you have Wi-Fi, awesome membership plans, a conference room, you have a receptionist, printing, copying, scanning, the list goes on. And to find out more about these services, please go to their website at hubcoworkingja.com or give them a call at 876-831-2765 or 876-833-4612 or you can just pay them a visit at 34 Lady Musgrave Road, Unit 18, Kingston 5, right here in Kingston, Jamaica. The hub co-working, working better together. So outside of that, we also have lots of reviews this week. We have a few from iTunes and I'm going to head straight over to them. We have one from PEDA8 and that's P-E-E-D-A, the number 8. And the topic is listen and learn. Absolutely love this podcast and I look forward to hearing it every Sunday. Mario is a good host who allows his guests to speak their truth while guiding the convo into places or spheres that he thinks the audience would want to hear more about. I love that about his approach. He's a convo whisperer, hmm, if you may. LOL. Usually when I'm listening, I'm like, but what about Ambraps? He asks the question. Keep up the good work and remember... Talk truth. Peter ate bigger be self for that. But it dub randy day. I'm um, stuck whisperer last week. I'm going to embrace the convo whisperer. I learned it all from my mama, Oprah. <laughs> all right. The next review is from OG.Jordy. And that Jordy spelled J O R D I E. And OG Jordy says, Amazing barrier breaking topics. Always very intrigued when I'm listening. And the topics and guests are always just so fitting. With a hundred emoji. OG.Jardy, big up yourself for that. We are also going to move over to a few of our reviews from the Twitter. And we have one from Anna Stron. And she says, binging on at TalkTruthJA right now. Thanks at Mario Evan. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. You're such a great example of a multi-potentialite. I'm glad I could even pronounce that. Google's Urban Dictionary. Thanks, Anastron. Big up yourself every time. We have one from at I am Derek V. And Derek says, just listened 
to episode three of At Talk Truth JA podcast. It has been very insightful thus far. At Mario Evan really onto something with this podcast. It's also great to hear familiar voices being featured on serious topics. Hashtag Talk Truth JA. Derek, big up yourself. And one last one comes from Roly Forever. And that's R O L I, the number four E V A. Just finished listening to Mario Evans' podcast featuring this week's guest at RT Row. Great insight, guys. More of us as men need to have honest and comfortable conversations around money, financial well being, in order to truly understand what we want out of life. Good job with tree clapper and emoji. Yo, Rolly Rocks, big up yourself. Thank you for that review. Appreciate all of you for listening and for giving us feedback. Means so much. And mentioning the benefits of feedback, I had some really exciting, exciting news because I received an email from Chartable.com, which does podcast listings in terms of ranking on the charts. Every week, I beg you guys to leave reviews, and this is why it's so important. Guys, Talk Truth with Mario Evan in terms of all Jamaican podcasts is number 42 on the Apple podcast list. Insert applause. And also in the category of Jamaica under society and culture, Talk Truth is number six. Guys, number six, number six, number six, number six. I'm excited. We wanted to reach number one here. Please, Apple users, iPhone, iPad, MacBook Pro, once you have an Apple ID, you guys really can influence this ranking, this rating. So it is important that if you guys go over to iTunes, please leave a star review and a comment would be great so we know what you enjoy about the podcast so that we can make it better. Please, let's get Talk Truth with Mario Evan at number one on the Apple Podcast ranking rating. We want it. That's where I go. Jamaican podcasters. All right, I'm done ramble now. We're going to move into part two of personal financial freedom with my fellow Libran brethren at RT Row. Check it out. How would you say being employed to a company versus being self-employed changes your trajectory? I mean, mm. is it better to be in a company where you can get benefits, you have traveling, you have allowances, and um, you know your income when coming the same amount every month, I probably get a raise versus having variable income and mm. the wildness. The wildness. wildness. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. I have a, I, one of my first blog posts was called How to Still Up How to Budget When You've Started the Wild Freelancer Path, which is the truth. Um, any entrepreneur, anybody who's even tried entrepreneurship will know that yeah, you're trading the seeming security of the nine to five for. Oh God, I don't know what. No, it could work out. Right. But it might not work yeah, out. It too. might not. And moving from the oh God, I don't know what to it could work out is is mind bendingly scary. If you hear some of these these guys will tell you, Oh, I didn't know how to there are months when I didn't know how I was going to make payroll or you know, I, I mortgage my house and I make the payroll uh, like three times this year and then we'd finally start working out and I pay back off the mortgage and things look like they're really getting on stream now. Right. Um so which one is better? I hate those wishy-washy answers in that it's different, but I'll tell you, okay, so for straight up money, it is different, though. I, this one, I'll, I'll give you a hard answer on. No one has ever gotten wealthy through a nine-to-five. You cannot get wealthy. You can quote me on that. You cannot get wealthy from a nine-to-five. You can get rich. Mm-hmm. You can get a nice job with great benefits. CEOs are well-paid, but wealth involves you owning something else. And owning something that works on its own. You have to own equity in something to be wealthy. 
there's no other way around you can get rich and don't get me wrong wealth isn't required to, uh, for a happy life and if you manage your expenses well as you said before then you can work a nine-to-five and and, and and be perfectly fine in fact right. you can work a nine-to-five and get a very 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 good and comfortable life because guess what you that stability of income that knowing that on the 25th something's coming to your account if you have a nice thing worked out for whatever is coming to your account right you can be good you know that you have income coming in straight I invest heavily and I don't know every month what it is that will be coming in. I don't know that my, I invest against timelines and certain things that I expect to happen. Right. But sometimes they're delayed. Sometimes they happen earlier than I think. Uh, for the people listening out there, know, like Cygnus is one. I have spoken about Cygnus maybe two weeks ago, three mm-hmm. weeks ago. And the last three weeks, they, they rose maybe 20 some percent. But I was planning for Cygnus to rise. Not as early, right? In maybe three months. Right. And then my, my ultimate talent is much longer. So which is better? If you were looking for wealth, if you're like, listen, I want to be the next Warren Buffett. I want to be the next Bill Gates. The 9 to 5 won't be it. It cannot be. But it. you can get financial freedom in both categories. But rich and wealthy. Correct. But, right. but there is a limit on how far you can go in a 9 to 5. And mm. to break that limit, you have to own something. No. For most people, however... I don't think most people are built for the stress of, of what entrepreneurship can be. Yes. Entrepreneurship can be very, very hellish. It's so nice. It look good. Forget the stuff you see on Instagram. It, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you the worst part of entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship removes what happens when your boss closes his or her door. Yep. Because your boss owns that place you know, and you know you're getting paid on the 25th. He doesn't know that. Right, right. <laughs> sometimes right, he right. or she doesn't know that. Sometimes she goes and she closes the door and she says, and she goes, my God, oh my God. And you leave at 4 p.m. and they don't leave ever. 4 30 on the dot. <laughs> they don't leave ever. Or sometimes they leave 2 o'clock and you say, boy, the boss, they live a good life. You don't know them leave 2 you o'clock. Them gone, them gone bank to sit down and beg for them to get a second mortgage to pay you. You don't know. Or gone home to work at home. At home, yeah. And, and the thing with entrepreneurship is it never stops, yeah? It never turns off. I've realized that for me, that's why people say you should be passionate about it. I have never stopped thinking about business i cannot stop thinking about it right you have to love it i won't make it but imagine if you don't love it and you're an entrepreneur even worse oh my god (laughs) so i to me you show me a balance sheet i immediately start thinking of the business how it looks is it good i I want to see the profit and loss statement i can tell you a lot about the business but if you aren't into business if you don't care about it or maybe you're just burnt out then it might be a drag it might be a drag i might not want to think about it and it never leaves your mind Best believe that if you don't know, you're going to make payroll for your people at the end of the month. You don't leave at 4.30 and, oh, I can take it off until 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. You go home with it. You go, you go to dinner with it. You go home and you, lay, lay, you curl up beside your significant other with it. Yeah. You lay down in bed and you maybe you can't sleep nothing about it. You get up early in the morning, you go gym with it and you come work and you see. It is not for everybody. It, it is, is not for yeah, everybody. Yeah. All right. I just want to touch on a few other things. Let's talk a little bit about credit cards quickly. Oh, you can't talk about credit cards quickly. You can't talk about it quickly. You can't talk about it quickly. You can give yeah. us a, a, a little summary of credit cards. Here's, here's how should, my how idea should on credit cards. Used? I use them like it's cash. Like it's cash I have. So credit cards for me are just a plastic version of money I already own. Ah, that's so, right. So that way I don't really use them as credit. I use them just as a substitute to not have dollars in my you, wallet. You just, you just call it the points. I must can pay. I must can pay it back. Immediately. That is smart. Lots of people say that. Lots of people, less people do it. Lots of people say that. Less people do it. And sometimes we don't always do it, to be yeah. honest. But, but we try, I try to lead as close to that as possible. That's the safest way to do it. That's mm-hmm. the safest way to do it. Um, risk. I have this thing I, I talk about investing. And money only has one use. I can tell you. In my, my personal theory of money, right. money only has one use. It can only be invested. That investment might be bread. 
So you say, well, this loaf of bread looks like it costs hundred and twenty dollars. I pay hundred and twenty dollars, I get this loaf of bread. I feel like I've invested and got my money's worth. Right. Sometimes you invest, sometimes you go Burger King, you buy it and you get you get onion rings and fries in it. I feel like, yo, I got a little bit of right. bread, you I invested, got I got some deal. more. Yeah. Same thing with the credit card. You have to understand that all they're doing is the bank is investing in you. Right. Possibly being a little late. And it's fine if you're a little late, we're just gonna split up this interest over these couple of months and pay you back. So the best thing for a credit card to do is when you're absolutely sure that you can have one and handle one, wait. That's what I tell people. Yeah, wait. Wait, yeah. When you're ready, because a credit card can ruin you. Yeah. Yeah, even a small one can ruin They ruin you. people all the time. Yeah, man, they can ruin all the time. I have credit card debt. Yeah, right. that's why, I, I, I don't know, maybe SLB spoiled me. <laughs> but I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not afraid of debt at all. Um, I have credit card debt. Um, I've had bad credit card debt. I've had credit cards I paid off, chopped up yeah. myself. Not had chopped up, but I've, you know, I've had credit you cards I've paid up. off. Yeah, yeah man. I have a little bit right now, too. Just a little bit. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> but fine. But generally, no, no. Generally, no. Yeah, but I've, I've had... I want to have had over, I have had in the past over a million dollars in credit card debt. Wow. Yeah. Does it benefit you to pay them before time? Ah, uh, well, this was, I couldn't pay it. Right. Yeah, I, I paid it off over time. Right. Eventually, and I learned a lot in doing that. I learned a lot about debt consolidation and so on and managing things on it. But yeah. I, what are the interest rates on credit cards like generally? In Jamaica, they're terrible. I think the cheapest, I mean, I don't want they're to. They're in the teens, right? It. Not in the teens. They're in the, the double digits. Fifties. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, man. The, the 40 odd percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's madness. It's so you're terrible. really losing tons of money by not oh, paying yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. You're buying, you're buying, you're buying the WAPA at 50% interest. That's madness. Wow. Yeah. But again, the convenience of them, are, are, you can't. They, the, what, what got me into the first set of credit card trouble mm-hmm. is a go fine thing. Yeah. <laughs> and for the very first time, I went and I had enough money to go and come back. And I had a little bit of spending money, but I thought, I have this credit card limit at the time. It was 100 grand. It's okay when I go, at the times are roughly a thousand US. I'll just use this when I go to America. Yeah, I did not know. America is built for credit cards. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think by, I was there for a week and by day three, I was like, wait, walk on. No one is mad because I go to every store and you just swipe. And you buy them. And you pick up a couple of shirts and a shirt, them cheap. You know, it's $5 for the shirt, it's $10 for $20 for the shirt. 20. Ten twenty dollars is two exactly, bills, you know. Exactly. In every store, you feel like you spend a little. Mm-hmm. Not really. So the first time they say, well, you, you do it yourself there, right? So you, I swipe the card and come and say declined. And you give her the, no, man, hold on one second. And I take out the debit, but I know what's happening. I got the debit card. I don't say that debit card after work and I'm going to go back no, home. No, you lose your real money. But when I go back to that room, I open up that laptop and I start checking and work out. My God, how did this thing go? And it took me maybe six months to pay off a $100,000 credit card. It, I, had, I bought these shirts. The, the debt lasted longer than some of the clothes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so my rule with credit cards is when you're absolutely sure that you're ready for one, wait. Yeah, I like um, that. And when you're definitely getting one, if you can afford a hundred thousand dollar credit card, get a fifty thousand dollar credit card. Get get one that is inconveniently small. Love that. Yeah, yeah that way you won't always be pushing on your on your upper limit. Yeah, man. Even if you are, you can pay it off. Yeah. Yeah, but you, mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do is your salary, your take home salary. You have to notice how the bank trick you know the bank doesn't ask you take home salary for the credit card. No, right. ask you your annual salary before tax. So you have a nice three point five million dollar salary. The bank says, oh, I'll give you a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar credit card. You can manage it, but you don't really get $250,000. And how you're going to use that is you're going to, you're going to go to a mall and you're going to spend all of it one time. Right? one time. And you're going to yeah, bone it out. going to happen one time. Man. So you just have to be careful with that. Take first rule when you're sure, when you're absolutely sure you can handle one, wait. Right. Don't get onto your need. Be, be the weird friend who, who doesn't have, just a just don't have a credit I have a friend like that. If you want to buy something, if you squeeze. If you want to buy something, ask him to bring a credit card and say, I'm going to send you the money and, and you buy it from me. Yeah, yeah, he never has to worry about credit card. There we go. Um, you know, I'm taking you right down to books. Tell me some cool resources that you 
um, used to learn about everything finances, and it can be from books to magazines to yeah, websites man. to so this podcasts. Is where, this is where I'm going to get out. I'll start with the, the, the typicals of um, podcasts. I listen to a lot of Planet Money. I'm a huge Planet Money fan. Um, Planet Money has a spin-off podcast called. Let me. Let me I'm not searching for wrong. Planet Money right yeah, now. Yeah, Planet <laughs> Money is, is that's nerd stuff. If, you, if you're really into it, Planet Money is like oh, so it's, it's entertaining. Really no man, it's yeah. entertaining. It's mm-hmm. made for people who don't necessarily know finance or economics. They okay. explain things mm-hmm. very, and I use that kind of model very heavily locally. I hope very soon a preview. I'll, I'll, I'll come with a podcast like that very right. soon for Jamaica. So you hear it first on on oh, talk Planet through. Money is NPR. Yes, we heard it first NPR. and talked through that Randy T. Rowe is going to have a podcast. <laughs> there we go. And Planet Money has a spin-off called The Indicator, which is also good. little nerdier, but yeah. also good. The Indicator, they use one number every month. Short podcast indicator, usually like 10-minute episodes, so on. Right. Um, outside of that, funny enough, this is where I'm going to get all of the finance professionals angry with me. Because I've read all of the... the, the Intelligent investor books. Well, I just uh, finished Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'm a friend's tired. I hear me talk about it, but I loved it. Yeah, let me tell you something. Rich Dad Poor Dad is. I'm trying to find the right anecdote. Rich Dad Poor Dad is like the ninja man of dancehall. So if you know dancehall, like the way we know dancehall, and somebody comes to you and say, Oh, you know, those, you know, you have you have your foreign friends, and there's always that one foreign friend who learned about dance, and always know the most obscure dance on music. Right, like, oh yeah, right. about this, and they know like Ninja Man latest song. Right. And nobody knows that. Richard Poor that is that right? He it is a good book for non-finance people. It it's a good you, start. Yeah. It puts you. It makes you understand the thinking, and I'm very big on the thinking of these things. Forget the the, the books and the exact terminology. You don't need it in finance. You need it in medicine. You don't need it in finance. Yeah. You need to have an he understanding. Says, pay of yourself first. Yeah. Rich people have assets. Exactly. Is this really, really black and white? He's like, you need to own stuff in order yeah. to make money. When you let your money work for I you. I tweet any of those stuff. They would kill me for saying <laughs> it. But the truth is, he says things like, there was this thought out of there about assets. A house is not an asset. I'm like, how oh, can you say that in Jamaica? That's blasphemy. Because we want the house to right, right, enough right, there, right? right? But the reality is, a house isn't an asset in the way that most people think of a house because if after you buy that house you are house broke for three years and you really can't do nothing was it really an asset and the truth is you have another 37 years to go on your mortgage yeah you can't uh, you take you a long time before you recover was it an asset you don't really earn from it later on or it can be an asset if that's your plan but most people don't go don't into it because it of plan. Way. most people go into it because i am supposed to buy a house before i'm 30. Mm-hmm. i'm supposed to do this and that before this certain age and that's what pushes us into the decision versus actually mean it for me i remember the very first time i just worked out how much a mortgage was i said oh i'll never own a house boom done yeah <laughs> literally I'll, I'll always rent right and for me it was not i didn't have ambition i've lost ambition it's just i am not taking up five million dollars and paying closing costs and i have two million dollars to the lawyer and the government and then now I've earned the right to pay the bank two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the next forty years. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Right? So we shouldn't judge people me. who rent, eh? Well, I hope not, because I rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I rent. Um, I, I mean, I, I do have the family home. I, I, my mother has a mortgage, and of course we pay that. But on my own, I am not going to judge somebody who rents if they've worked it out, because owning a house is not a joke thing. Remember this. My little rental place is in the pipe bus. <laughs> I call the landlord. Right, you need and to you come and sort this up. Okay, exactly. If you own a house on the pipe bus, you have to fix it. And when that property tax comes, you have to pay it. And Jamaica, no, it's not Jamaica in the 90s. Right. right you, ignore right. The, you ignore those property tax letters. Right. They come they, for they're you. going to come for you. Yeah, man. Your house is going to be nicely foreclosed and sold. 
Sorry, but I, I let you interrupt that poor dad. Tell me about the, the books, books you I read. So I'm saying that I was going to piss the industry off for this, right? Because I've read all the industry books. I've read, you know, I've done a lot of the accounting books. I, I'll give you a comment after this. I have done six and a half, seven MBAs, but we can talk about that afterwards. Okay, gotcha. I don't yeah. have any MBAs for myself, right, but right, I've right. done six in and essence, half, you have, mm, Not in essence. You have. I've done MBAs, mm-hmm. but... The books that have taught me the most about investing have not been the books about investment. I have learned more about investing strategy and business from reading the Game of Thrones series, Song of Ice and Fire, than I have from investing. I have learned more about management of stocks and different shareholder values, different shareholder wants from a HBO series called Succession than I have from Intelligent Investor with Benjamin Graham. I've learned more about understanding how to time the stock market from watching comedies than I have from reading those books. Here's the simple truth. If you look at the reality of how people live, the books, the shows, the songs that talk about what re- you talk about talk truth, the things that really talk truth are rarely ever labeled as as, be, as what it is. Exactly. Yeah, the truth lies somewhere else. Yeah? I remember watching Game of Thrones in season one, but if Game of Thrones fans, you can go all the way back, back when um, um, Tyrion's dad was still alive <clears throat> and Goffrey had to meet with him. You can remember this famous scene. Goffrey was being, usually Goffrey, Joffrey. It's Goffrey, eh? It's Goffrey. Yeah, Goffrey, yeah, Goffrey. Yeah. So he was being his usual impulsive self and he got sent to his granddad and his granddad is a very very good scene he was cutting open a, a i think they had gone hunting and there was a big deer and he's cutting open the deer and he's talking to him i'll never forget the line he said to him he's talking about yeah but well, you know they don't respect me because i'm king and he says the man who has to say i am king is no king at all right and that clicked to me you see a company that is exceedingly good at what they're doing or making a lot of profit they don't come and tell you about everything else they're doing. When you look on these things on the JSC website, when they let out their, their financials, the end of your financials, it's a little joke I have with my friends, a rule of thumb. However many pages from page one to the very first page where they mention how much profit they make, the more pages that are there is the less profit they make. <laughs> Anytime they have a loss or something deep, right. you get to hear how much charity they did that year, how much their marketing is going on, how great they tell you every so single fluff thing. Up. Fluff. But mm-hmm. you see when them strong, they start out with the profit. Boom. Profit of blah, blah, blah. They talk about it early. The man who has to say, I am king is no king at all. Companies that have to pretend, companies that are IPOing and they have to tell you about everything else except, listen, we are doing X, Y, Z. Those are the companies that are good. When, when, when Wisinko was listing, <laughs> William Mafood is Wisinko. He came out and said, you know, every... A Jamaican doesn't go three days without using our products. That's, a, that's such a strong statement. Yeah. I'm not begging you for your money. Right, right, I'm, right. I'm allowing you to participate we, we in my thing. Exactly. Right? So, and co- contrast that to a, contrast that to maybe like an Everything Fresh when they were listed, they have to tell you exactly what they're doing. They have to tell you the history and legacy of the company. They have to tell you how much great, how great they're going. And, and this may not be hard and fast, but it, but it, it happens. It's a rule of thumb. Yeah. It's a rule of thumb and that's how it works. A man who has to say, I am king is no king at all. And I got that from Game of Thrones, right? I didn't get that from... So Randy, not one book? Okay, well, I'll give you some books. Me, I mean, me definitely, you know what? I'll tell everybody, because this can cover everybody listening. Read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. All right, cool. Read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, definitely. Yeah, I tweeted um, the hell out of it. I'm tired of it. <laughs> no, man, let me tired. It's all right. It's good. It's good because it's annoying and it's annoying because but it's, it's true. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um... Read Richard Poor Dad. Read The Intelligent Investor by mm-hmm. Benjamin Graham. It's a little drearier. 
and then I don't want to tell people to go too deep. Literally, if you read those two things, right, they will lead you on the path that you need to go on. Right, the I most like important that. thing I tell, sorry, I tell people to do is read those two things and get started with stock investing. Investing in stocks is very, very important and key for most people because it forces you now to look at companies, what they actually do, and what actual returns are. And the second you learn that, you, your life changes. Mm -hmm. I, have a, I have a friend who is a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can say her name. Don't. She's like, I want to big her up though because I'm so proud of her. All right, big her up. <laughs> and Steph, big up Steph. Um, and when Steph started out, I had a little investment group I was doing for a while. And Steph joined the group as a lawyer. Very intelligent, very beautiful lady. And she knows her stuff. But stocks isn't her thing. Like mm -hmm. everybody else, she just, you know, she wants, you know. She had a little money put on. She tried things before. She never get it. And I've carried Steph through. Steph, by the way, Steph, thanks for being very, very, very patient with me over the, the years. Um, you were hard on Steph. I, whenever I think somebody has a lot of potential, I find myself naturally hard on them. I blame my parents for that because that's what they were for me. <laughs> but that's how I got to this point, by the way. You know, I had yeah. to teach myself. Whenever I'd read something, I'd say, Mommy, what does abscon mean? I don't know. What does abscon mean? And then, no, I have to go and find a dictionary. It was so annoying, but what I ha has taught me is that it has taught me to ask a question and answer it myself. Yeah. And so a lot of times, because I, when I think somebody's good, I'm hard on them the same way. So like Steph and a few other people. Value Steph for this example. Same way. She come with things. So how do I know what to buy for this? I go, well, I don't know, Steph. How do you know what to buy? And she would go and look it up. Right. You're and I see Steph it. move from she don't know and she's investing in things that give her five, six, seven, eight percent a year. I think last year she was talking to me and she complained that boy, she did something, she only made like twenty five percent on it. And I go, Oh I just say to her, I go, Oh, look, look at, at you. you right? Look at you <laughs> complaining that you've only made twenty five percent. But it is a road that seems a lot harder than it is it seems a lot harder than it is to travel but once you get started with investing it forces you to understand so much more and why i mentioned stuff as a lie because she told me on her own she's like you know outside of outside of all of just investing it gives her so much more of an understanding of business that in meetings and so on she now understands everything i'm talking about exactly. she doesn't feel lost and talk about oh, you know we have to do things for revenue blah 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 i meant to ask you this before um and you are going to search because an example because they're at a dollar per share what mm -hmm. if you have twenty thousand dollars do, do you think anybody should feel embarrassed that that's all they have to 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 invest that because that's something people worry about and they're like i, I only going to buy ten thousand dollars worth like is this enough and other people are saying they need to put in four hundred thousand all right well let me tell you straight up i can tell you as somebody who has done it um when i was at career I was paying off my little credit card that them run the, the paycheck or run down as it come it done mm -hmm. i started again and i said you know something i forget me out of this and i said well, you know stocks why don't you try stocks Started with ten thousand Jamaican dollars. This isn't, this isn't twenty-five years ago. This is maybe twenty fourteen, twenty third. Okay. No, it would be more than it would be maybe five, own, six, seven. Own, I mean, as invested in 09, 2010, thereabouts. But this time it was me broke and hungry again. I say, come start over. And that's the thing when you do ninety five, you mess up your money, you fix back your money, you're mm -hmm. always starting over. I say start over again. And this time I went into stock and I started with ten thousand Jamaican dollars. Mm -hmm. I've turned that into a hundred thousand. Turned that into a million. Now you might not be able to do what I do along that timeline but 10 grand is some is more enough to start with the cheapest stock on the stock exchange to buy right now cost you have the minimum to buy on the stock exchange is 100 units exactly and i believe the cheapest stock as of yesterday was eight cents right so 100 units is eight dollars so if you have eight dollars you can own 
a bit of um a bit of a company a bit of something yeah, it's a dead company it's called it's called Siboney right Siboney yes I wouldn't yes yeah, so I wouldn't tell you to buy it it's not it's a dead company or there's nothing there but my point is the you have ten grand right you have more than enough because Siboney could revive and you never know all right Unlikely. I, I want I want no I want you to remember know. that you said well I have made a lot of money off Siboney last year and they're a dead company they've been dead for a long long time so but if Siboney were to revive you would have had the eight dollars and you would have a hundred any news will send it shooting through the roof right. and that's a good thing right. that's what happened a, a good example of this is Barita Barita these rich guys in Cornerstone came in and bought, bought into Barita and the stock maybe moved from maybe like eight dollars to no it's forty something dollars the people who are millionaires I know somebody who I think is traveling right now off just the fact that wow the money that was sitting there is not worth so much more have a couple million this this and this is one of my things by the way yeah in terms of time and why he said why that was i think is a good investor no you had asked earlier right and why i say stocks no is that for the first time in our lifetimes we are enjoying an economy and a market that can allow people to literally make money of businesses that they couldn't before and grow and actually see the strength of their money. No longer do you have to wait 20 years to see it or have to be born luckily in the right family or not. You can get a chance. I wasn't born in the right family. Yeah, My father was born in 1940 in Western Jamaica when white people were still white people, when cars weren't that common. World War II never started yet really and not what's going on. If you tell him, say, my son now is co-owner in a company with leeching, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, then. exactly, right? Sorry, man was born in 42 from Moreland Hill, West Milan, So Really? So, yes, so so it's all right. We're the same. And my mother is from Devland. So, they were West Milan people. Father, you know, is I it, meant to ask Did like, he deliver you? He may have. Wendell got her? Yes, he might. This I, is not I'll ask my mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask my mother because she'll know, but he may have delivered me. Well, it's possible. Yeah, St. Joseph's back in the 80s, but yeah. Very possible, yeah. Randy, you know what? We were just uh, supposed to talk a little bit more, but you know, um, I just I want to people. How can people find you? Well, I tell people that I'm on social media at rtro, and that's my that's my my at everywhere. Um, it's also my at on Instagram. I know some people follow me there, guys. And this weird thing, I think of like my Instagram as like my family album or maybe my friends. I don't in, I don't I don't allow everybody to look at it because I think it's weird. I don't want so to kiss private, my mother. Yeah, my Instagram is private, but your Twitter is open. Twitter is open. Send something to me. Uh, if you at me, I'll respond. If I don't respond, I see it at me again. I'll I'll respond to you. If I, sometimes I miss it because there are a lot of messages, but I will respond to you. Um, I'm I'm available there. My website evermickle.com. Right. E v e r y m i c k l e dot com. Evermickle.com. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to actually ask you one more time because you probably had like 50 final words, but final words on personal financial freedom, and then we per- personal financial freedom. Um, you, the key word in that is personal. Mm-hmm. You define it for yourself, uh, and what it is for you, nobody else can tell you that, right? You you don't start with the numbers. I tell people that in finance, I never start with the numbers. In business, I never start with the numbers. I, I start with the what do you want? If it's a company, what is it that you want? You want more sales in this? You want more people to do it? You want your name to be more out there? If it's a person, what do you want? You want to be able to get up and go far whenever you want? You want to be able to say, listen, if I want to leave the work, I'm going to leave the work. You want to be able to just maybe just have a little emergency fund or maybe you just want to feel like I can handle my business a little bit. I can have some fun sometimes. It doesn't have to be a big deal. I always start with realistic goals. Start with the goal first. Secondly, price your goal. See what that thing actually is. That Crypto Miami, price out what that Crypto Miami is. Mm-hmm. If it's, I just want to have an emergency fund. I want to have, if something happened, I want to have five. If I, I want to have 
my mother's health insurance. I want to pay for that, and that's 5000 dollars extra. So I want to invest something that can pay me. 5,000 times 12, you're looking at 60 grand a year, something that can give me 60 grand a year so I can pay for my health insurance and my mother's own. It can be as simple as that. Work it out to a number, get an exact number down. Third thing, look on your income, manage your expenses, find that little room in there and throw the extra, whatever the extra is, throw the extra money into it. I say stocks heavily these days. Now, stocks is not for everybody. If you think you have the time or whatever, there are things you can do. But how the market is set up now. Right, it's a good place to be. And even if you don't have the time now, there's so many things there that you can, if you don't know what to buy, just buy NCB alone. You're not going to go around for the next 20 years. You can, you can, say, you can tell people around tell you that. You're not going to go around just buy NCB alone for the next 20 years. If you don't think you have the time for that, there's things like Sagic or Select Funds. Go ahead and put your money in that. That's, that, that is buying an index. Uh, you don't want to that. There are mutual funds if you want to. There's so many other options. Right. But don't just put the money in a savings account because I think last year, a savings account return 0.67% interest per annum. 0.67% interest for the entire year. The fees are probably 7%. So don't be, we're, not, we're not doing a savings account. That was our, our parents' generation. Our parents used to be able to save and then buy stuff. We have to invest. And I guess that you probably would also probably end by saying, just start. And no, that is the key. You have to start. I know you think you don't know enough. You're waiting for the right amount of money. If you have more than 1,000 Jamaican dollars, you can start. Go for it. Yeah, man. Folks, at RT Euro, Randy T. Euro, and you, you, you'd love to know that I'm meeting him for the very first time. I don't know his brother from anywhere, but um, it's been an awesome pleasure interviewing him. I saw him first on TVJ one morning, just blazing it. And I was like, you know what? I followed him on Twitter. He may have followed me back. And no, this man, is I did how, follow you. This is I how we ended up right here in this room. So, um, yeah, treat your finances like you treat your networking as well. And, um, Randy, thank you for being here once thank again. Thank you so much for having me here. And hopefully you guys will hear from me again. You will hear from him again. And you'll also be looking out for his podcast. All right? Yeah. Bless him. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode number 10 of Talk Trot. And Randy T. Rowe really took us through the motions of personal financial freedom. And as you can tell, there's still so much more that we need to learn. So don't be surprised if you see him come back later down the line. And as usual, follow the podcast at Talk Truth JA on Twitter. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mario Evan. That's M-A-R-I-O-E-V-O-N. And moving forward, we're going to be doing some fun stuff where we engage you on all of the platforms. All right, so for our future episode, I really need people to submit questions. And to do that, you're going to submit questions to talktruthja at gmail.com. And the reason you're going to do this is because we're going to have a show one day called Ask Me. And Ask Me may just be me alone, but I may have one of your or some of your very favorite guests of the past or guests of the future Come on and answer some of the questions that you throw at me. Again, Talk Truth is Inspire Edutainment. So it can be anything. It could be something about entrepreneurship. You could ask me something. You could ask me something related to the previous episodes and what the thought process was like and how we prepared for them. Um, it can be about sex. It, it can really just give us ideas for new topics. But we'll do our best to answer these questions within the episode. And feel free if you want to remain anonymous to say that you want it to be anonymous. And we can read it on air as anonymous. And I think that could really be a very fun episode of us just really talking broadly about the things that you guys really want to talk about in a quick chit chat. 
That aside, as usual, go over to iTunes, give us a rating with your stars and your words. And if you have any comments or feedback, feel free to send us an email at talktruthja at gmail.com. Again, this has been such a mind-blowing experience. Who would have thought that I would have learned so much from our podcast? Here I thought I would have just been sharing something with you. But more than ever, I've been learning so much about myself and about the different things that these guests bring to the table. And it's been an awesome opportunity to meet wonderful Jamaicans who are doing wonderful things. So thank you for being here with me on another Sunday and listening to Talk Truth, where your truth shall become your power and set you free. This is Mario Evan. It's always a pleasure. Blessed love until next week. 